Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. I am your co-host, Kieran Lefebvre, joined by... What's up, Kieran? Adam Childs here. We rocking out episode 89. Boom, 89. As you can tell by the title, this one's going to get pretty spicy. Not really, because we both agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very mild. We very need, mild. Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking about grappling versus striking. Just a, a few articles come out about it recently. Um, you said there was one. So what, what spurred this topic? You said there was one by Jocko Willink that you yeah, read. That's right. Yeah. Talking, Not by him, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talking about grappling versus striking. And I thought, well, let's, let's drag that corpse. Let's dig up that corpse and you know, <laughs> poke it with a stick for yeah. a little bit more. I mean, I feel like we, we probably should have brought on some token uneducated striker. Yeah, to, for, to argue against this. Yeah, to argue against <laughs> And then this. it could get so escalated that it's an organized fight at the gym between you and the that's, star. Yeah, that's <laughs> Like right. I said, you. <laughs> Kieran, I'm having- You fight some, for the podcast. I'm right? having some audio difficulties over here. Audio, audio. Check, check, check. Hang on. Yeah, that's better. Sorry. Okay. I lost my sound in me in me headphones. In my ears. In, in my ears. <laughs> oh, the problem's in my, my head. <laughs> my ears stop smelling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you when you said we're going to drag up this corpse, it really is a corpse, and I think that uh, this argument died in 1993 after UFC won. Yeah, pretty much right. Uh, I mean, for I think majority of listeners would have watched or at least heard about or yeah. somehow been exposed to UFC one. I mean, I'm old. Well, I'm not that old. Anyone older than me is going to say, you're still young. Anyone younger than me is going to be like, you're fucking old, bro. Yeah, you're but, pretty old. Yeah, right. You're a bit of a boomer. <laughs> I don't even know what you are, Gen, I don't know. The same generation, you spanner. P. I don't know you're not Gen I X. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't We're the f- same generation. Are we? With are Gen we y. here? Are we both Gen Y? Yes, bro. <laughs> but why? But why? I scraped in by like yeah. six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When does, I don't know when. When does uh, it, it ends after 1995. So 1996 and after is technically not Gen Y. It's like the millennial generation, but then right, okay. it's weird. But I, I've looked this up because I get I get in this argument a lot. How do you get, who? Yeah, like, exa- what do you mean exactly. you get in? <laughs> it? The reason that I get in this argument is because the term millennial is, is a blanket term. It's not actually a generational, you know how they have different generation letters? Mm. Millennial isn't one of those, right? So you know how the current generation is is like alpha generation, like the like Atlas is alpha generation. Is that right? what they're called? I yeah, don't alpha. Even know. So it's okay. restarting the the Greek alphabet or whatever right, it right, is, right. right? So it's then we went Gen Z, then back to Gen Alpha, right? Right. So those letters are designated by years. So it's a very clear cutoff. If you were born at this day, you know exactly what generational letter you fall under. However, millennials is talking about people that grew up in the new millennium. So people that were like young. I'm assuming under 18 in the the, the 2000s, right? Yeah, so yeah, those yeah. people are considered millennials. But so it's, it's a blanket actual, term. It's yeah, not an yeah, actual yeah. generation. So this is, and, and if you think you know better than me, correct me <laughs> by submitting a question to the show. <laughs> but that is my understanding of it. Because again, I've gotten this argument so many fucking times. And when I talk to people that are, you know, at the, the top of the generation Y and I'm at the bottom, they're like, oh, you're a millennial. I'm like, no, you fucking idiot. We're both millennials <laughs> and we're both Gen Y. And yeah, we're fucking, right. yeah, anyway. Oh, well, there you go. Russia, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even though when UFC won happened, I was seven. 
right? I didn't watch it. I wasn't I, born. You weren't born, fucking no. millennial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've I've watched it, of course. I didn't watch it when I was seven. So I feel most people listening to this have probably watched it. Actually, well, let's take you for example, who yep. were, weren't you weren't born then. Like, mm-hmm. have you actually watched UFC watched all one? all the way through, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the only reason is because when I was like 14, my cousin is a lot older than me. He's definitely not a millennial. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, he, he very into UFC at the time. That was like during the height of Anderson Silver days. So think around then, yeah, orientate. Yeah. I think I was a bit younger than 14. Anyway, he had like a box set of all the first like 10 UFCs. And then he had a whole bunch of others. And yeah, he showed me, he educated me correctly. So we watched them and then we watched the modern UFC. Yeah. It's yeah. like, a, this is the history. This is where it is now. Right. So yeah. Shout out to my cousin, Dave. Hi, Dave. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he has before. So yeah, shout out to Dave. Uh, yeah, I, I I miss those early UFC days. So I used to watch a lot of UFC and I don't really- You're a wild seven-year-old. <laughs> I was a wild- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, but I don't really like follow it anymore. Uh, you know, I don't know. The, the, the sport as a whole doesn't interest me from a spectator point of view as much as it used to. But um, I, when I watched the most UFC was in those Anderson Silver days as well. Like um, sort of the top guys were um, Anderson Silver, like GSP, yeah, Chuck Liddell, mm. Rampage Jackson, yeah. BJ Penn, yeah. Randy Couture. John Jones was just starting to come in yeah. a little bit after. I mean, I'd sort of already stopped watching it. Okay. Well, I'd watched it. Yeah, he was maybe sort of just coming in. Yeah. Anyway. I miss those early UFCs. Like it really is, it's something out of the movies mm. when you really could have style versus style, mm. you know. Nowadays, it's very, I don't know, like you, you just really don't find like style versus style because if someone knew they were walking in, even if you were a Muay Thai guy mm. or a boxer and you knew you were walking into a boxer versus whatever matchup, you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to train some MMA leading into this, yeah. you know, and what portion of MMA you're going to train, well, whichever you're the less ver- the least versed at. So I miss those days of really having style versus style. Like real raw style. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember the dude, there was one dude that was a boxer and he wore one glove? Yeah. Because <laughs> he wanted one. <laughs> he, want, he wanted one free hand to be able to like hold on to shit. Oh, that's like some schoolyard shit. I went to boarding school for a, a small while and we used to wrap um, that tea towels. Out, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and we used to wrap tea towels, like a whole bunch of tea towels around one hand and use it as a boxing glove and just wail oh, each other. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was, we got that dominant hand wrapped up in like three or four tea towels because we had like a little kitchenette. Um, we used to fuck wail at each other bro <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. we used to we used to roll as well we used to um grapple yeah no idea what it, what we're yeah, doing. It wouldn't have, it would have no, no idea, idea. What that's where doing. i learned how to do a rear naked choke <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so um you know i miss those days man like watching the 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 real style versus style and we said at the start like like dig, digging up a corpse mm. i find it weird that people can still have this argument mm. that uh a striker would win. It's like, okay, could a striker win? Of course, right? But we're talking about, you know, it's, God, I'm not a 
mathematician or anything, but it's almost like if you were the, the way that you run statistics or whatever, you know, you, you can't make a conclusive decision off one sort of, yeah. you know, simulation. Cause we're not talking about a specific striker and a specific grappler. Mm. Then it can be one match that, that, that proves who would win. Right. But when you're just talking about strikers versus grapplers, I don't care, man, fucking build some AI bots, right, and run the simulation a million times, you know, which one comes out on top more would be the grappler, I'd right? say over 99% of the time. Yeah. So, yes, a striker could win, of course. You know, there's mm. always that, what are they, what's the expression, like a puncher's chance yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, literally. You know, so, yeah, it could happen. But the early UFCs when, you know, strikers had no idea about grappling, not even specifically jujitsu, just grappling. Like a smash, man. Yeah, if you look at those earlier UFCs, the only people who who stood a chance essentially against against Hoist was like Ken Shamrock, who yep. were wrestlers, right? Yep. So, yeah, they didn't really know submissions, but grappling, they were well versed in. Didn't he win by Hill? Yeah, I was looking up the in UFC one, I think, or it was in the first three anyway, or the first four. I just had a quick look at you know. The, how how what submissions were used and etc. I think Ken Shamrock actually won by heel hook in one of those. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. So he was he was versed. He's well versed submissions, but then again, he's his uh, jujitsu wasn't at the level of Hoist, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, and wrestling, catch was, wrestling, right? Yeah, and there was no no weight divisions or anything. So like Hoist was like half the size of, yeah. of most of the dudes. Yeah, um, you know. So so the argument that a striker would win mm. like that. Yeah. It's just like, you could just got to use the correct, correct vocabulary. Yeah. A, stri- a striker could win, mm. but like, you know, if you, if you need an answer, so of course the graphic, like it was proven, man, mm. unfortunately you can't run the test anymore. Mm. Cause like I said, if you knew you were walking into that sort of situation, you're going to train MMA essentially. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I suppose you could run the test, but even, even still, most people are aware of basically aware of basic positions in jiu-jitsu, even if they don't know the names of them. If you've seen UFC, you know, you've been experienced, you've been exposed rather to basic jiu-jitsu positions. That's right. Yeah. Even if, yeah, you, I get that all the time when mm. people come in uh, to to do a trial jiu-jitsu class, they've never trained before. Oh, but I watch heaps of MMA or whatever. Yeah. So, they you know, they usually even already, you know, know how to do, very poor from a technique point of view, but usually know how to do a rear naked choke or yep. something. Yep. Um, yeah, know what the position mount is. They, yep. Like you said, they might not know what it's called, but they're kind of aware of, of the positions. Yeah. And uh, I mean, with the commentating uh, these days, you wouldn't be surprised if they knew all the basic positions and the names. Like, okay, this is side control. This is mount. This is, this is guard. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, the point was that it would be you'd be hard pressed to find someone that doesn't know anything or hasn't seen it before. So it's not as pure as it was back in 1993. Yeah. However, I think that I mean, you could run the simulation, but man, but the coding too much work. Yeah, way too much work. <laughs> I, I'm really busy with the podcast. I don't have time to run that AI. But uh, if anyone out there does, let us know. But I mean, I would I would put a lot. I would put everything I have on it that the grappler would come out on top more than 99% of the time. Yeah. So that's, I think that's pretty, pretty clear cut. And I don't think any of our listeners would probably side with the striker. Mm -hmm. If you do, then go listen to the 
beyond boxing. boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I hope there is a beyond boxing. But I, I mean, it's it's even a point. I think at this point, it's a pride thing. The only people that argue against, like, oh, boxing would beat a jujitsu uh, athlete, it's it's purely pride, right? Yeah, it's purely yeah. just just mind numbingly dumb pride. There was even a, a boxer. Yeah, like, and you get the ones where someone's like. Yeah, but like if you shoot, I'm just going to like uppercut you as you come in. It's like, yeah, Good like there's break. a chance. Like it could happen, you could even of course. Me. But, like, like, but I'm just going to eat that shit and, and keep going. Yeah. Like in a fight, you're going to take a lot, right? And I mean, it, it's hard to knock someone out, like clean and flush when yeah, it's, they're not, both trained. Yeah, it's not as easy as the movies make it. Yeah, look. unless like you're super drunk and you get a dog shot. Well, then, then it's easy and you can, you know, don't do that. But yeah, I think the argument could be made that if you're in a situation where there's multiple attackers, having some form of striking, like say kickboxing or advanced Muay Thai, like if you had the equivalent of a black belt in Muay Thai, right? So you've been training for 10 years, you competed a bunch and you had two attackers, just two. Mm-hmm. We, won't, we won't complicate it yet. Would grappling be the best? Are you asking me? I'm asking. Let's let's hear your opinion. Yeah, that's... It's a tricky one. Like if you had to to pick one or the other, I've, you know, striking would definitely serve. I, I mean, you you could def, you could make arguments for both. You know, the striker could potentially just be like something from the movies, and I've seen security footage of street fights where this dude had multiple people coming at him and he was like, wow, like one punch, knock someone out, yeah. wow, reverse flying kick, knock that dude out. And it was yeah. like, you know, yeah, it, it could happen. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, if you're in a multiple attacker situation, I definitely wouldn't advocate for ending up on the ground because yeah, you're getting soccer kicked in the head. But I think I said this before, uh, if I did end up on the ground then in a multiple attacker scenario, I bet you anyone who's trained jujitsu is going to have a better chance at being able to get back up off the ground and run away than someone who doesn't do any sort of grappling. I really like that argument. Yeah. You know, like people go, oh, but why would you want to be on the ground? Why well, don't? And the fact that I train means I'm able to not end up on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. You know? get the fuck back up. Whereas like you put a boxer on their butt and and tell them to get back up where they can punch you and a grappler is not going to have a bar of it. Right. It's it's not happening. But Although yeah. it has been yours and no gi Rob's guard game at the moment. Stand the fuck back up. <laughs> we were doing we were even doing like guard specific the other day and um it was whoever whoever was winning or something had to stay in on the bottom playing guard. And so Rob was winning and a new partner comes in and he just did like two hip escapes and then a technical stand up and like shot a double. I'm like, Rob, you're not even playing guard. Yeah. He's like, but I did two hip escapes first. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. At least when I do that, I go from sit up guard and then, and yeah, then come up. Le- yeah, yeah. At least, at least, you know, at least sugarcoat it. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in like you're trying to play guard. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, but – yeah, why, like why do you think it is that at the, the core of striking versus grappling, what is it about grappling that gives it the advantage over striking? That's a, that's a really good question. So I think where we need to like set some parameters. Obviously, we're talking about a scenario where both people are identically trained, same weight. You know, we're not going to 
get into that sort of discussion. I think the reason that grappling has such a significant advantage is because if if you're taking someone into a world where they know nothing, like absolutely nothing, they're just going to drown. On the ground, you have your force against them, but then you can manipulate the ground and you have the ground force against them. They're just going to drown in a in a sea of of basically being smothered, overwhelmed and controlled. It's the control of grappling. You take someone down, you just manipulate them any way you want, regardless of if they're heavier than you. I know I said I wasn't going to get into that, but even if they are, grappling is, well, jiu-jitsu is infamous for being, you know, the 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 combat sport that allows the smaller guy to, to best the bigger guy. And it's because they're leveraging their own body against them and the, the force of the ground against them. It's beautiful. Yeah. And there's uh, an, uh, an expression, analogy or whatever, like in jiu-jitsu that I actually don't like, but people would say, um, well, I guess it kind of makes it some, I can't, I'll paraphrase it. Something along the lines of, you know, if it's a bigger person, you go, oh, but you're not bigger than me when you're lying down or something, which is stupid well, because they, they still, <laughs> <laughs> they, so, they lie down and their mass just. <laughs> I suppose the Gracies aren't famous for their physics. Okay. Yeah. So kill, kill some slack here. <laughs> um, but you know, like you get the point that, you know, that they're trying to make, right? Like yeah, there's certain physical advantages that get taken away from you when you're both then on the ground. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I would even go a little bit sort of more specific in terms of, of understanding it. So yeah, I agree with what you said. It's kind of like complete drowning in no idea what's going on. But I think it's also just what the two different fighting styles offer you and how they go about achieving their their goal, right? So a striker or just striking as, as a whole, to win that engagement, it's purely about inflicting damage, right? And so and then because it's about inflicting damage, well, everyone can take a different amount of damage. Of course, you know, you can argue like, oh, but once you hit them here in the jaw and whatever and, you know, and it, uh, what, do, what do they say? Like when you get hit in the, in, in the side of the jaw and it kind of affects like both sides of your jaw and that sends a signal to your brain and that's what knocks you out, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter how big you are or whatever that if that happens – you get knocked out and whatever. But we know that that's not the case because it's been proven in day one of boxing, right? Some people have, uh, what do they call it? Like glass a, gla- a glass jaw, right? Glass chin. Glass chin where they just get knocked out by the lightest butterfly tap. But then you got guys like um, the early, the early, early pride UFC guys, yeah. Nogueira, who mm. was um, infamous for just taking – so much punish it, punishment, you know. So even Chuck Liddell in the early days, he could take a fucking hit, man. Right, he could take and, a fucking hit. And 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 we've seen. So it's not as you've even got some of the best strikers slash boxers in the world, and it's not a given that you can just like hit them and knock them out. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people are going to get knocked out easier than others. Some people's pain threshold is different or whatever. So how you go about winning that fight? is can be kind of out of your control for lack of a better description 
Whereas grappling, okay, it is all about physically controlling your opponent. Whereas striking, you don't actually need to physically control them. You just need to, you just need to put like fist on face, right? You just need to connect these two dots, right, in space. But with grappling, you're physically controlling someone against their will. You don't do that in striking. I don't physically control you against your will. I just need to like punch you in the mm. face, right? Suppose you're controlling distance, but you're not actually controlling the person. Yeah, it's no, a big, I know. There's, yeah, there's like a big for, difference. For any any people who also train striking or that are listening to this, distance, you know, the yeah. distance, you're controlling yes. distance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get you could, you know, you control the ring, you control the, the yeah, the octagon the or whatever. The the time, you, yes, you I get a lot of control, There's a lot of yeah. control going on in it as like when you're a striker. I, I, yeah. But like you said, you're not physically yep. controlling exactly the 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 human being mm-hmm. right and so then when you can physically control someone i can control your ability to punch me mm-hmm. and when you when when you have two strikers going at it and it's already hard enough for you to knock me out or whatever well then imagine when i'm a grappler who's physically controlling you, making it so you're not able to even throw an effective punch or whatever, how the hell are you going to do your job, which in this matchup of a striker versus a grappler, the only way to get your overall result is by passing a certain damage threshold. Mm -hmm. And I'm physically controlling you, not controlling distance, space, time, right? I'm physically controlling you and mitigating your ability to do any damage. So therefore, like I've, I've, you know, you're like a chef, but I took away your knife. Now chop the onion, moron, right? (laughs) Uh, Smash, (laughs) you know? So, and then obviously from that goes to the grappler being able to, um, you know, to submit you or whatever. Start inflicting their damage. Right, and and fights over. So I think the overall like the two the the way that the two sports go about achieving the win it's just that matchup is never in favor of of you know of the of the striker exactly and i suppose you could say well what about if the striker doesn't allow the fight to get onto the ground fucking good luck son. yeah right if you're if you're a striker who doesn't train any grappling how are you going to stop it up how are you yeah that's right you you don't even know like you don't even know what a sprawl is yeah. or whatever. Like, so, I mean, I, what I just explained then was what I believe is a, a more sort of fundamental explanation of why the grappler will always mm. win. But then there's more sort of- Tactical, um, I suppose. Well, no, but even just more um, instinctual reasons why. You know, instinctually, if I just said, to you, like, have you done any striking? No, I uh, fuck all. Right? I put on so, gloves before, but that's about it. <laughs> put on the tea towels, mate. <laughs> Kieran puts on some fingerless bum gloves. And he's <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> right? Okay, so perfect example. You've done no striking. I've done very little like I did. Well, I did, you know, other martial arts, but in terms of like a striking martial art, I did two years of Muay Thai. But that's, a, nev- that's a bit. Two yeah, years. Yeah, it's okay. But like I never like- I mean, You'd be like a blue belt in Muay Thai. <laughs> I did like, I only did one- I'm not even going to use the word amateur fight. It wasn't even that. It was like I did one live sparring round. I pretty much just did like pads and bad bag work and stuff. Like I didn't actually, mm. actually fight Muay Thai. But, um, you know, so I've done very little. You've done none. 
even instinctually, if I said to you, okay, you've done no striking, I want you to take your best guess at how you go about defending me punching you in the face, right? Yeah, right. Well, well, Covered my face yeah, with my hands. Right, exactly. You're just going to like put your your arms up or, you know, like yep. put your, your arm over your head, even if yep. it's something like, you know, like this or, you know, the audio. Ah. Like, right? <laughs> you know? It, we're losing a lot of translation in audio, so watch the video. We're yeah, like yeah. flailing around. Right. Uh, uh, instinctually, that sort of very – you don't need to learn – I think mm. – you know, nine out of 10 people would probably do that. Oh, I put my arms in front of my face, right? And Whereas if you get someone who's not a grappler and yep. I said to you like, oh, how do you think you stop someone from tackling you? And they'll be like, <laughs> oh, you know, so like that's, that's my point when you said, oh, but the striker might say, well, they don't let it go to the ground. Well, unless, you've tr unless you're also a grappler mm. or train some grappling, which again goes like all the way back to the start where I said you can't really simulate this matchup anymore because mm -hmm. of – just the, um, you know, the amount of information people consume, even if they don't watch MMA, they've seen it, right? But if you don't train grappling, you're not going to know what a sprawl is. You're going to have no – your instinct of how to defend someone taking you to the ground will be – so incorrect. Yeah, bro, but haven't you seen Masvidal versus Ben Askren? I'll just, I'll just knee the fucker in the head. I so I don't know like what happened in that fight. Oh, I didn't you've watch seen it. you've seen the clip. You've hundred percent seen the clip. It's the infamous Masvidal runs up as Ben Askren goes for the takedown straight away. Masvidal runs up and just flying knee in the face, knocks him out in the first three seconds. Yeah, it's right, like one of the right. fastest. Yeah, you, you've probably seen, seen the highlight. It's one of the fastest UFC fights in history, and it's hilarious. Yeah, right. It's fucking hilarious. Like yeah. poor Ben Askren, it always gets shown as like the infamous clip. Um, but that would have been a very different fight if he if. You know the knee didn't connect. I think, but but also, yeah. I mean, that's a that's that's the one in the million. You know how we right. run the scenario, run the, run the for simulation. A times, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, <laughs> the striker will win one of the times, right? Yeah. Of course, it, it, it can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Hundred percent. You know, I mean, maybe maybe we touch gloves. I'm the striker. We touch gloves, and I'm, I have a stroke. You know, <laughs> like anything can happen. <laughs> maybe we get hit by a car. Yeah. Or a bomb goes off. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, you know, yeah, so there's even in like I explained the fundamental why I believe the fundamental why the matchup is never in favor of the striker mm. just because of the way the two like um, the two disciplines want to achieve, you know, the victory, right? But, yeah, there's even in, instinctual reasons. Instinctively it is easier to, to think like, this is what I do to not get hit or this is what I do to mitigate damage, right? Absolutely. Whereas instinctually, this is what I do to not get physically controlled by a grappler and this is what I instinctively do to not get submitted. Mm. Well, anyone who's trained jujitsu or grappling, which will be people listening, you will know that when you train with a beginner – their instincts is like, bro, you give me arm bars all over the place. Exactly. Bro, That's, why are you turning, yep. giving me your back? Bro, you're like lifting your chin to the sky and I'm just, you know. So your instincts ironically work against you. Yeah. Right. And the prime example you just gave too, but like uh, expanding, like if you're in 
you're a mountain and a beginner. The first thing they do is try and push, push Bench the chest. press you off, and right? one of the first things you teach in very, very basic, basic, even self-defense jujitsu is that's an armbar. Yeah. That's how you yeah. take an armbar from mount. Yeah. The other one, you're you're on top of someone. What do they do? They turn to try and get up. They give you back. Yeah. They give yeah. their back. And you see that in street fight videos all the time. When someone all when they the when they go to the ground, someone turns to go into like a turtle, they're just giving the back. But obviously yeah. the other person doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. And that's also the, you know, if we then, okay, let's take it one like uh, a half step forward and go, we got the grappler and the striker and let's say UFC days. So they only are educated in their respective disciplines. Mm-hmm. MMA, the word MMA, the, the initialism MMA doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So there is no mixed martial arts. It is a pure grappler versus a pure striker, but they're going into a no rules matchup. Mm-hmm. right essentially mma right no rules other than like eye gouging and all that shit okay so now it's still grappler versus striker but anything goes in little air quotes not only instinctively is it you know more natural for someone to go this is what i do not to get hit then this is what i do to not get grappled it also works the other way around someone who has never done striking instinctually will be able to punch and hit someone and inflict damage more effectively than someone who's never grappled can instinctively grapple and control someone. So you add into that, then the grappler who is able to control you, take you down, take you to mount or whatever. And then I'm also able to start hitting, even if I'm not a striker, which I'm not, I guarantee you if I got mount on you and was allowed to like drop elbows or whatever, I could put in a hell of a lot of damage, not as much as an MMA fighter because that's we're not talking about MMA fighters who specialize in ground and pound, right? It's instinctive. Right? Like, yeah, just the, instinct. That, that pounding, it, like even chimps can, like chimpanzees can do it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, gorillas, gorillas can punch, man. Like it's it's in our DNA, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, so- I just see red, bro. Just bodies hit the floor. <laughs> that's fine. You don't understand, bro. I just see red. I don't need to train. There's actually like uh, in, I don't know what the- Maybe there is an ex- expression in English, but in, in Portuguese, there's a we say, you know, sung in the wall, which which means like, yeah, see red or like it, the translation would be like blood in blood in the eye or blood in the eyes or whatever, and it's yeah that kind of like when. When someone smells blood, yeah. right? That like, you know? but it's also a fucking meme. Like people that like uh, think oh, they like win the, fights, the, you yeah, know, like, like the, 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 the Chad dudes, like that. Um, maybe they they lift three times a week, and they're like, "Bruh, you don't get it." Like, the I'll Chad. unleash the unleash the demon. That's that's so funny. That you say the Chad dude. So I don't know if he listens to the podcast. I hope he does. But we've got oh, this. actual Chad. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Chad so we, actual. So we've got Chad, Chad, Chad. actual. <laughs> got this new newish student. His name's Chad. This Canadian guy, he's man, he's such a dude. Like he's such a nice guy, so keen to learn. Big, fit, strong guy. But <laughs> we got into a conversation, and he was like talking about how much he hates his name. He was like, "Oh, just like everything oh, that goes right, with Chad." Yeah. And before I even got to it, he was like, "You know," and him being North American as well, I was like, "Man, just 
it just screams like frat boy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like to some degree, it's like the male version of being a Karen. It is, it is. Of. Legit it's like is. Being, being the Chad. Being a Chad. Yeah. And he was like, I hate it, bro. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> and, Chad. And to make, it, you, to make it worse, he's Canadian and he's, yeah, super he's built. He's fucking jacked. Yeah, he like, looks like a Chad. He, yeah, he works in a, like in the fitness industry, right? So yeah. he's at the gym all the time and, um, yeah, and so you can also give him a hard time that he's like yeah. a Canadian lumberjack, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah straight up, straight up with the long hair. And yeah, yeah, and he's got long hair. The he's facial got hair, beard. the beard. All Super he needs jack- is- he's a power lifter, so he's like just tank of shit. All he needs is a plaid, you know, uh, you know, oh, yeah, shirt yeah. or jacket. Yeah, and, and he's on. the piece. He's yeah. on. Uh, he actually, speaking of Chad, he was, uh, he was rolling – a couple of weeks ago with Dale. So Chad's a white belt, you know, fairly new. Dale's a blue belt and they're probably similar weight because Dale's a big guy. And Dale uh, had like threw on a mounted triangle on on Chad. Nice. And then Chad being a, a big, strong, explosive dude, did the correct thing, like how do you get out of a mounted triangle? Well, first you got to, yeah, bridge and roll, turn it into a regular triangle and then, and then do escape. an escape from yep. there. And so Chad did the correct thing, like a, a big bridge, but it was so big and explosive. And Dale at the time still like had his hands kind of locking in the triangle or whatever. And Dale face planted into the mat and uh, man, he got a concussion from it. Holy shit, really? Yeah. And this was at our gym. and I didn't hear about this. And, and our gym, the mats are super soft. Like we got yeah. nice, nice, none of those hard competition mats. We got yeah, nice yeah. soft mats. Yeah, and they're on like, it's got a springy floor. It's not well, like- Well, it's not a, a sprung floor, but, but it feels yeah, yeah, yeah. springy. It's, it's yeah. not like a gym- uh, gymnastics well, floor, but it's yeah, it feels springy, but it's not concrete because it's yeah, it's uh, the floor is um, mm. is polished floorboard, so yeah. because it's wood opposed to a concrete floor, have you rolled on like cement? Uh, yeah, man, like it goes cement and then yeah, like competition mats is probably yeah. a good way to put it. I suppose everyone has, but well, yeah, man, they if, suck. <laughs> if you notice in the gym, there's I'll Maybe you haven't noticed. Told me, yeah. yeah, there's one strip of concrete under yep. the mats, and you can feel the difference. I even try though, to avoid it now. Yeah, even <laughs> though it's the same mats and everything, yeah. and they're still soft. Like you can feel, even just walking on it, you yeah. can feel the difference between mats on concrete and mats on wood. But anyway, yeah, poor Dale had a concussion from it. Damn, son. Yeah, mm. he, he dead. <laughs> no, no, he's all right. He came Jeez. back to training <laughs> uh, the next day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know those. <laughs> like you said, it's in our DNA. Like yeah, Hulk smash someone. Yeah, man. You know, like the the fundamental A to B of the the two combat sports lean towards grapplers. The instincts lean towards grapplers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's I just don't see a world that that you know a striker's winning it. I mean, yeah. In, no, in, man, I, I really don't. In the when you're looking at it from the the I mean, overall simulation, run a million yeah. sims, you know. Yeah. I mean, Ten I, of them, the striker will win or whatever. But You and I both realize we're biased as shit. This is the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. We're not going to come out here and say, yeah, fuck, strikers would smash us, bro. <laughs> like we're wasting our time here. Like our whole sport is a joke. But um, it, it, the evidence is there. You, you know, UFC, the first few UFCs, and even like if you look at how many – champions, UFC champions have been uh, what discipline, coming from what discipline. That's also a very good statistic to to look at and refer to, right? So out of all the the disciplines, so basically it's talking about, okay, so what do they start with first? What's their specialty? Specialty is probably a better word. Mm. 
it ranks them in in who has actually achieved you know UFC, a UFC belt. Jiu-jitsu is winning by like a mile. Uh, I think wrestling slowly catching up, but it's wrestling and jiu-jitsu at, at number one and number two. Out Are of, they? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they're comparing it to boxes, to to karate, to uh, you know whatever. Nowadays, it's everyone's just MMA, right? Because yeah. it's it, that's the sport, but. Still, jujitsu specialists and wrestling specialists are always, you know, number one and number two. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny as well, though, because I guess it changed. Like, when we, if we're now talking a bit more about, you know, UFC essentially talking about the elite athletes of, of MMA, mm. uh, it's funny how it changes across the weight divisions as well, because. You know, you'll find that the the heavyweights don't need as much jujitsu in the sense that, you know, they just need, oh, I'm like a two-stripe white belt and that'll yep. suffice because <laughs> we're heavyweights. So, you know, the amount of mass behind one of our, you know, Superman punches or whatever, they're, they're usually knockouts, right? Not yeah. not many heavyweight fights go like the full five, five-minute rounds. Yeah. And, when, and, and when they do, man, so they sad. get ugly and gassed. Like they're like, pretty – By round three, they're just like, yeah. I'm not Ugh. saying I could do better, <laughs> but, right? No, but I'm just smashed. like – Are you serious? Whereas – you know, and it's similar and that's just, again – <laughs> like you said, the Gracies, the Gracies and their physics. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. It's the same in boxing, right? I mean, boxing is a little different. The gloves are designed for you to be able to, you know, uh, get knocked out just enough and mm. stand back up and keep going. It's why boxers have such horrific head injuries. And yeah. one of the one of the the core arguments in the early days for why MMA is actually safer than boxing. Uh, but yeah, even so, so you do see heavyweight. Boxing matches go. Um, what do they do? 12, like 12 or fifteen oh, three minute yeah, rounds something or something like that. Like that. Crazy. Um, so they do sometimes go the full length, but um, but even then, if you look at look at boxing, right, there are way more knockouts in the heavyweight division than the you know the bantamweight division. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the yeah for sure. You know, so like Mike Tyson's winning way more fights by knockout than mm. Manny Pacquiao is. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you know so. It's the same in, in MMA. When you're looking at the elite fighters, you don't you know, you don't necessarily need to be a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But the initial grappler versus striker, even even those strikers in the heavyweight division, they do still train yeah. grappling. Yeah. 100%. Right? Even if it is just um, this is how not to get taken down, and if you do, this is how you get back up. Yeah. Yeah. And the Remember the the core of it. We weren't talking about someone that is an absolute elite of the elite in striking and a blue belt versus a black belt in jujitsu. That's not the conversation here. Yeah, yeah. Conversation yeah. is one versus the other, where one has zero striking and the other has zero jujitsu. Like if we start to talk about okay, what mix is the best? Because then you could go, um, you know, look at Adesanya for example, particularly when he, you know, during his rise, he was a blue belt in jujitsu, um, but. That was one of the, his weakest parts of his game, but he was still winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. well, well, they're, they're, therefore, striking beats jiu-jitsu. No, 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 no. He still trains jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. You know, that's what yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to really hammer that point home. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an interesting conversation regardless. Yeah, and also MMA is like now this, this – yeah, you can't even have the argument inside MMA yep. as the sport as we know it nowadays because, yep. yeah, uh, a striker will – just invest all their time in not 
not getting taken down and learning how to, you know, have really good defensive wrestling and, you know, and things like that. Yeah. So, so very different conversation. You can't have that conversation, right? Yeah. And there's also no point in having the conversation because there are multiple organizations that pr- like, you have know, proven have <laughs> proven the argument. Yeah. They have fights every weekend, you know, yeah. and, and one weekend might have, you know, the striker win, the next the grappler, it kind of doesn't it really matter. You're talking about individuals now. And yeah. There's still, there, there is still like old school UFC style fights out there. There's a, I, th- I think it's French organization, air quote organization. They run their fights literally in a park. So they, they fight <laughs> on grass. Yeah, yeah, legit. I don't know how, I, I'm pretty sure it's very, very illegal. And it's only on YouTube, but it's, it's huge. I can't remember the name, but- some of our listeners would have, would have seen it before. Um, so they're basically in a park. It's all in French. And sometimes they do get someone that knows fucking no jujitsu versus like a, a purple belt or a blue belt or something like that. And it is so hilarious to just watch the jujitsu guy just absolutely tear the kid apart. Like they're, they're yeah. just drowning. You can see they're so lost and they're like so scared. Yeah, they have no idea what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, when they get on the deck, like when they get on the ground. And there's other organizations where they're like, it's like backyard style where they're in like someone's backyard, they're on dirt and the the octagon if you or the cage is just like a wooden panel thing. And then it's the it's same- barbed wire fence. Yeah, legit. <laughs> and it's just like hillbilly fights, right? Um, there's, oh, I can't remember the organization, but there's another one like that. Similar example, they get someone have with you, grappling, just smash them. Have you seen the, oh God- um, let me let me see if I can quickly find what it's called. There was a a docu series for a little while on Netflix. Um, I think it's since been removed because it was quite a while ago. And every episode was kind of about a different, very unique sport. You know, uh, ah, and so for example, it had like one episode was about the. Have you seen that competition they do? I think it's in island or something where they chase a wheel of cheese down yeah. a hill yeah yeah you know so one episode was about that and that'd know. be so dangerous this hill oh, is like dude, super have, steep i've yeah. seen it on youtube oh man, man that's it's, crazy it's yeah it's intense there's i think the, the person who's won it the most is this girl and it's essentially just whoever's willing to throw yourself down throw the hill. yourself down the hill pretty it's much fucking right? nuts. Yeah. yeah uh but there's this sport in italy I think um, it'll take me a while to find it. So let me just describe what happens. So it's a, a sport where you got a ball, right? And it's like on a field and you've yeah, essentially got to get the ball to the other side, right? But there's, I don't know, 40 people a team or something like that. And there are no rules other than, <laughs> other than sort of, you know, biting and eye gouging and, you know, hitting people in the groin and stuff like that. It's literally this kind of mass brawl, but it's re- it's actually quite controlled. So people have positions. So, you know, someone's position will be to to be the person who runs the ball, but then you've got people who their position is to, to engage in fights, right? <laughs> and, I, yeah, there are some rules. I think it's like nuts. if two people are fighting, like you can't like come along and hit, like you can't then join that fight. Like you can't yeah, come right. along and then have two versus one, right? right. And so, um, man, it's just this mass sort of MMA fight, but you've also got to like score touchdowns or whatever they're called. That's crazy. And it's, yeah, and it's, they only have it, I think it's like once every three or four years or something that they have the, the competition. And there's only four teams, I think, 
and you have to be born in the district to play for the team. So it can't just it's oh, it's not okay. like a oh well you know I'm gonna go gonna I'm gonna go beam, play so. yeah that's right like you can't change teams you know? on the other de- team. yeah <laughs> it depends where you were born right. you have to have been born in that district or whatever to play right. for that team and yeah man it's intense like uh I'll I'll, I'll do a little I'll find the name of it after this episode and then on the next episode I'll just do a little shout back to be like, hey, if anyone was wondering, this is what it's called, I'll yeah, find it. Cause that's a good idea. If, if the docuseries is still up as well, it's actually – it's well worth watching. That's Man, like it looks crazy. – It's pretty crazy. It's like – it's chaotic but also organized and it's organized not just chaos. a bunch of thugs. It's people who – because it's not a career. It's, yeah. it's a one-off. Some, yeah, it's a thing that happens like once every few years but it's also they take it – really seriously you know wow so it's, it's like russian team fighting cross with nfl yeah kind of i guess <laughs> yeah it's a bit like that yeah and then you know and there's a lot of pride on it because then that district they're the champions for, for the, four years for the, yeah yeah two or two three four years that you know however often they have it it's pretty cool it's definitely worth um Definitely worth looking at, and probably less horrific than the chasing of the wheel of cheese. Because yeah. <laughs> that that, that shit that nuts. shit is fucked, bro. <laughs> but, but I did since while we're on this conversational weird sport, I did eventually go and watch some combat karate. Oh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, just like watch some highlight yeah, yeah. things. Yeah, man. I mean, they punch and kick each other real hard. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> you know, but it's pretty funny. Just it even like funny, their yeah. little sort of like dugout sort yeah. of, uh, you know, ring pit. Yeah, it's like, like a pit. Yeah, makes yeah, makes yeah. me think of like the old Bloodsport movie oh, where they, yeah, they yeah. fight on that sort of ramp thing. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. But uh, anyway, maybe we should have had Van Damme on to argue for speaking of Bloodsport. Or, or something. Had Van Damme on. Someone. Speaker Strikers. Yeah. Van Damme, what a dude, man. I grew up watching his movies. Mm. They were good. Yeah, a bit, bit before my time. I'm a fucking millennial. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I suppose we'll, we'll put the corpse back in the grave when it comes to grapplers versus striking. No surprises there from anyone that clicked on this. You knew what we were going to say. Yeah, I think but so. Sometimes things just need to be said. Yeah, there's like one striker hanging on till the end. He's like, yeah. but maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll side with me. No. no. <laughs> yeah, right at the end. Yeah. And if you are a grappler, and you have a friend that keeps bringing up this argument, refer them to the podcast, educate them. Yeah, or to your gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both work. <laughs> All right, uh, guys. Uh, yeah, if you if you want to stay up to date with us, you know, we're on Instagram uh, at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. All our links are there in the bio. Otherwise, until next time. See ya. 